We all took MDMA and we're rolling. I'm I'm psych. feeling good. <laughs> we don't do drugs. It's a straight edge podcast. Double psych. <laughs> we're, we're, we're also, we're also I, drunk. I was going to say, as I take a sip of my roaming Coke, <laughs> I'm getting white girl drunk tonight, boys. Yeah, he got the white claw. <laughs> oh, we uh, we got to do the intro, though, because this is one that, Donovan, you've heard before, and it's a long one, so if you're lame, you'll scrub through it, listener, but uh, enjoy. <laughs> James Brown is about to embark on a South American <laughs> tour, but it's this tour that prompted his latest brush with the law. Adrian Brown and South Carolina police say that in the argument, it resulted, as a matter of fact, in Brown assaulting his wife with a lead pipe and firing a gun at a car that she was in. These are charges that Brown denies. He was released yesterday on $15,000 bond. He joins us for from Atlanta to discuss the charges, and we welcome you, James Brown. How did all of this trouble be? Again. Living in America. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. You're not in any difficulty, but you're out on bond. No, I'm not. <laughs> Have I'm all the charges been dropped? Yeah, I'm out on love. <laughs> well, I, are you out on love or out of love? Which yeah, is it? Out on love. Alone from night to night, you find me. Now, James, this isn't the first time you and your wife have had a problem. Are the two of you going to be able to work this out? Let's talk about some music. You want to talk about music and you don't want to talk about what happened? No, it's all over. Well, let's talk about your tour. When are you leaving? We're leaving tomorrow. And where are you going? Rio de Janeiro and Sao Paulo. Now, your, your fans will have read all about this, James. Aren't you concerned about no, that? No, get a movie. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned because there's nothing wrong. And what are you going to say <laughs> to your like fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say I feel good. <laughs> Papa's got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. <laughs> Sex machine, get up off of that thing. I feel good. Jam. Now, I understand that you I'm have real. already... James, I have to ask you one serious question here. I understand you already have started divorce proceedings. Does that mean that you're now eligible? Um, no, I'm, yes, I'm eligible. I'm single. <laughs> I, I want to mingle. You want to mingle. <laughs> yeah. Now, the women love you when you get out there. Why do you think that is? What'd you say? Huh? Because I look do you think good. that is? You I look good. I smell good. I yes. feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh, <laughs> Now, you're involved in publishing a gospel magazine. Tell us a little bit about that. The Second Coming. It's, uh, it's out of Augusta, Georgia's anchor. And we're doing a fantastic job. The Second Coming. It features, uh, on this week, I think we have the Pope and, um, I believe, the, the, Williams, the Williams brothers. And uh, we'll be doing a lot, lot, lot of good things, and hopefully we'll get Brother Ted Turner on the cover. Ted, what? where you at? James, we want to thank you for having, for being with us today Wait and giving minute, us an opportunity. Oh, is there something more you want to say that we yeah, haven't covered? Yeah, I've got a lot of things. Okay, I go ahead. You. I love America. I love everybody. Well, I feel it's, good. It sounds to me as though you're not troubled by any of this at all. This is a man's world. Thanks for reminding us of that. Every once in a while, we forget. Get up on we remember it again. James, good luck on your tour. Thanks for being with us. I guess we're going to hear lots more. Hasta luego. Living in America. I wish I, I've, 
I've never once been that happy in my whole life. I know. Like, I've never, I've never once felt that good in my whole life. It's, but the man, he's on, he's also on more drugs in that one instance than I, I will probably ever see in my life. <laughs> and the man still went through all of his plugs. Yeah, he got all of them out there <laughs> and really named a good chunk of his catalog. Yeah, <laughs> he blew through that too. I mean, he's a pro. He's a pro. He's an OG. He's definitely. And and just think about, it, he was going through all that shit. Yeah, he's still able to. Still he didn't give a fuck. No, <laughs> no. The beautiful part of that interview too is if you watch the video, he's wearing like the best sunglasses. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> they're like uh, they're, they look like the the eye parts of a paintball mask, but they're like gun range orange. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. Goated, bro. Just goaded. Yeah. God damn, dude. You don't see interviews like that nowadays. No, uh, no, not really. No, because you get cancel culture nowadays, boy. James well, Brown better be canceled. Oh, quick as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it was Chuck Berry who uh, openly admitted to like, <laughs> get, like paying whores to fart on him and stuff. <laughs> and he, he was like, "Yeah, I pee on him, I fart on him, I don't give a fuck." <laughs> like his favorite thing to do is to be getting dome and to just rip ass. <laughs> Isn't that, was, that the that dream was, for that every was man? His favorite thing. He's like, "What you gonna do about it, bitch?" <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, oh Donovan, how nice would it feel to just rip one as you're getting head? I would. I, mean, f- I, I do that already. So I don't <laughs> yeah. Well, I make sure they stay, they stay the silent but deadly ones, not the not, not not some rumbles. And then when you get when you get the whiff and she's being played, you call her out on. Yeah. It. <laughs> whoever smelt it, dealt it. Whoever smelt it, whoever smelt it, dealt it. Did you eat a dog with a stomach bug? What is wrong with you? God damn. <laughs> Stank bitch. Yes, in the shower. Bye. Yeah, this is a, this is a dude's rock kind of episode. It's a man's podcast. It's a man's world and a man's podcast. Man's world. Yes, sir. So uh, I figure to keep it within the historical vein, we're going to talk about a dude's rock kind of guy. Yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about the Mongols, but more more specifically, we're going to talk about Genghis Genghis Khan. My man. Genghis. When was he alive? When was he born? The, uh, thank you for asking, uh, Donovan. He was actually Gold born star. in 1165. <laughs> that's, Jesus. that's when he was born. Um, so you think he's still alive? <laughs> you know, by the, by the end of this, I think you will have learned I mean, he probably did Tai Chi. Good one. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I wanted to say something worse, but I, it'd be too racist. Uh, hey, we're on the page. <laughs> I know. Um, so... All right. He was born in 1165. A crazy story I heard about him was that when he was born, he came out with a blood clot in his hand, as legend has it. And they said that was an omen of him being a a good ruler. I mean, mean, if you come out and a baby's like ripping his mother apart, like you leave that baby in the fucking woods. Yeah. You just forget about that. He came out with a chunk of her like uterine lining. (laughs) I think maybe she had a blood clot and he, he helped her out. He took it out you for her. You thought he was saving him? It's yeah. like, I got this. I was going to say, yeah, you're going to have to take that baby to the fire station real quick. Just <laughs> drop him off. No, dude, he was, he was looking out for her. He was yeah, like, yeah, yeah I yeah. noticed this while I was in there and uh, took care of it for you. Don't, hey, don't, hey, no, no, no worries. No worries. Um, yeah. For the free ski. You owe me a debt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your life is mine. <laughs> so, yeah, he was born into uh, a world where like polygamy was a, a thing, some more dudes rock kind of stuff. His dad had two wives, uh, so he had a stepbrother. He had a couple stepbrothers, I think. Uh, two half-brothers. Um, he also had three full-fledged brothers and a sister. Um, and they had a small little tribe. Uh, when he was nine years old, as was the custom, he was like put 
with another nine-year-old and arranged to be married. Now, that didn't mean they were married at nine. That it just, just meant, meant you two are going to be th- This is who you're going to marry when you're of marrying age. So uh, the, it also the, the practice was to take the the boy to live with the the woman's or the girls rather to, to take the boy to live with the girls camp. I'm shocked they would do that in reverse. Like, Cause you think that they would take those girl. mouths to feed. So the, the girl, just like paying a dowry, like, like in, uh, what's that movie that I just watched? That was funny. Um, fucking with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. The last. Oh, la- yeah. Uh, Matt Damon marries a lady and her father pays him to take her. Please yeah. take her off take, my Take hands. my daughter, please. Yeah, so she's too much. Take your wife, please. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a game show. <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly, though, Genghis's father took him to the camp, dropped him off, said, "You know, have a good time at whatever," and uh, you know, learning the ropes from her family. And I'm not going to have to feed you anymore. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and on his dad's way back, he ran into some Tartars. The Tartars, I think. I don't know how to say it. I'm going to mispronounce a lot in this yeah. one. I'll be honest. <laughs> um, he met up with them and they were like enemies. But mm. they were like, hey, you know what? Let's be chill. Let's hang out. Come on. We've got some food. We've got extra. We all just ate. You can have some of this food. And he was like, tight, man. Thank you. I was really hungry. Eats it. Drops dead. They poisoned him. I mean, I feel like in that situation, if you know that's your enemy and you're you outnumbered, take food from your enemy. He knows he's gonna die one way or the other. He right. knows he's fucked if he runs. He's, so he's like, I'm gonna do it with a full belly at least. Yeah, <laughs> at least I'll get some fucking beer. Uh, so after this, Genghis's family's camp was left without a leader. So Genghis returned home. Uh, interestingly, so he said, "Fuck off to the lady." He's like, "I got man's work." He to was do. like, "I'll be back," uh, but yeah, right now my family needs me, and he took off and went back. Um, Shockingly, the people in his camp didn't want to be led by a nine-year-old. <laughs> Super weird. So they decided to jet, and they left uh, Genghis's family just to basically survive off of like dead animals and whatever game they could rustle up yeah. out in the out on the wastelands. You know, <clears throat> so yeah, that was like the 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 first revenge Genghis swore was on the Tartars. The second was on the people that deserted him. And that's a theme in his life. I mean, can you blame him if, like, would you no. trust a nine-year-old if he walked up to, like, a CEO of a company and he's like, I'm in charge now? Oh, no, I don't blame him for that. But <laughs> at the same time, it's like, I wish, I would have wished I knew who I was fucking with. Because <laughs> this, this guy grew up to be brutal. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fucking, like, Harkonnen-level brutality. Um <clears throat> Uh, so, speaking of brutality, uh, Genghis uh, clocked his first kill at age 13. Do you know who it was? Who? Uh, it was his stepbrother. <laughs> Genghis, Genghis was fishing. Ass, yeah, Genghis was fishing. He caught a fish, and he was like, check it out, half bro. Uh, look at this Look at this fish I caught. And he, his brother was like, yoink. And Genghis was like, okay. And he got his bow and arrow and just fucking iced him. <laughs> put him down. After that, uh, about two years later, he was like a fucking tank. He was built. He was like a unit, dude, Damn. as the kids on the internet say. And his, so his brothers were like, we pledge fealty to you. you know, immediately, like, you know, Don't do what you did to Dan. Please don't kill us, too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, flash forward to him being about 20 years old. He was captured by the clan that deserted his family. Now, there are contradicting reports on how he escaped. 
the through line is that he was put in like stocks, like a yoke, but like a freestanding one. So he was yeah, just, yeah. Like those kind of things where they just like hook. Yes. But like it, those horse it, it wasn't mounted to the thing. ground though. It was yeah. just like he was in it. It's uh if you've seen hidden fortress, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I know it's what they're in, in the beginning of that movie. Um, uh, some people say, and this is like, I think the legend is that he like beat up the people who were watch- guarding him while everybody else was having a party and celebrating his capture. And he escaped and ran down to get away, but he f- came up against a river bank and he couldn't swim across because he was, he had a yoke on him. Mm-hmm. So he went back to the camp and told the guy who he had bested in uh, uh, hampered combat, Hey, <laughs> let me out of these and give me a horse or else I'm going to tell them you helped me escape. And the guy was like, okay, here's a horse. See you later. <laughs> Some reports say there was a couple guys in the camp who remembered Genghis and they actually didn't feel right about oh, having this left his family. Boy. They were like, yeah, we, we liked you when you were a kid. We feel bad about this. So they let him go. So those are two kind of like competing narratives. I like the one where he beats him up and it's more cinematic. That yeah, way, it's you know? badass. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but he did swear that he would return and wipe out the deserters. Um, and he did that indeed. <laughs> he, he killed them and he took the chieftains and he did, uh, one of his favorite little tricks where he boiled them alive. <laughs> he straight bugs bunny, those motherfuckers. My God. That's when you want to torture someone to death. It's pretty brutal. I mean, how do you get that many people in one pot? I think he had multiple pots. Yeah. Or he did them one at a time. How bad would that suck to be in line for like a ride, <laughs> but you're getting boiled. Can you imagine being that last person there? Like, oh my gosh, I gotta go through. Everyone's the water is gonna be down. The water's gonna be so thick. Would it be worse to be that or the first one where it just slowly rises and you? you I'd don't, rather be the first one. Yeah. In that situation, if I'm if I'm if I already know my fate, I'm I'd rather be middle. Just because, yeah. I wanted the. But the then you're floating your mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, well, just the chieftains. So, <laughs> the women and children. I think he probably just straight murdered. Like, <laughs> <killed them>. shit. <laughs> Another thing he would do. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but it's it is it does. Uh, you do bring it up here. Uh, whenever he would conquer a place that he had a lot of like, um, what's the word? Um, animosity towards. Mm-hmm. He would. Go scorched earth, kill everything, <laughs> but leave a couple of prisoners, like women and children, alive, and enough to go out in front of his army while he marched to the next city, and he would use them as human meat shields. Damn. So the, the next army Shit. would be like, we don't want to kill women and children, so they would get close, and then they would just murder everybody. And they would She's do that like, same you're thing already again. dead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he returned to the village where he was wed to, uh, again, I'm going to fucking butcher these... But yeah, these names are crazy. Yeah. I, already I mean, know. these are really, I already know it. Yeah, Borte. They're from 1100. <laughs> How are you going to pronounce them yeah. right? Borte. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably not pronounced right. Because there's a guy whose name, who will come up in the story. His name looks like it's Jebe, but it's like Zen, you know, or something what? like that. Hang on. It's, uh, let me skip ahead a little bit. Uh, yeah, Zev. Is what Zev? is that actually pronounced? That apparently, like a Star Wars name. That's what I was gonna say. It's like you know, yeah, uh, Zev Miscago. You know, that's a, that's a total George Lucas name. Uh, yeah, there's more stuff that George stole from the Far East. Uh, so, uh, Genghis at his wedding received like like I was saying, he received a dowry of a sable wedding coat, which was this you know uh, like a high sought after item, I guess, because like a pimp coat, kind yeah, of exactly. Thing. Because and it was, I guess, highly sought after because he took it to the neighboring camp, uh, with uh, where it was led by a guy named uh, Torgrul, who sounds like a like a brute chieftain from <laughs> Halo, and uh, and he gave it to him and said, "Hey, I want to 
again, pledge fealty to you. And uh, the guy was like, tight, here's 5,000 warriors. Here's your startup money. Go out there and uh, get some results, bud. And get <laughs> results he did get. <clears throat> uh, First crowdfunding history. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> while he was out battling, though, Borte's wife was uh, captured uh, in a raid by the Merkit people. And this obviously kind of irked Genghis. Uh, and and again, at this point, he was Timogen, but I'm just calling him Genghis. And Genghis yeah. Kind of, but so for the sake of like ease. Um, uh, so... Uh, Torgal offered to help, and that's I guess that's when he gave him the five thousand men. Uh, they amassed more, and then uh, went to the Tor- or went to the Merkid camp, bodied them pretty handily, <laughs> and rescued his wife Borte, who was at that time a few months pregnant. Mm. They didn't know if it was Genghis's or not, but Genghis said, "No, this is my kid, no matter what." He's claiming it, so he was a good dad. He was like, "Yeah, this is I'm, I'm fine with this." He's, he wasn't like gross, you know. <laughs> That ain't my baby. That pussy's ruined. Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> um, they also had four, I think four more children or four total. I'm not quite sure on that. But, um, and obviously Genghis had many more children with countless mm-hmm. side pieces. So, uh, and his wife was cool with it. She was his bottom bitch. Uh, she just, she would stay behind and like run the, it was, run it the was, family camp. <laughs> yeah. It was not like a total dude's rock setup where they would like, the women would run things when the men were out. Kind of like the Native Americans, certain tribes would do that. Like the women would kind of yeah, like, like know how to take handle care things. Of all the kids. While they the wouldn't. Men do yeah, the they shit. wouldn't. They wouldn't keep them as just like baby making machines and <laughs> and like here. Make, Who's next? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Genghis wanted to expand his army, and his goal was to ultimately unite all the people and stop senseless violence through slaughter if he had to. So he was kind of the original peacemaker. Yeah, he's like, I want peace. I cherish peace with all my heart. I don't care how many men, women, and children I have to kill to get it. <laughs> it's that paradox. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's wonderful. You know, it just, uh, so, um, uh, Genghis had a homie, a homie named, uh, Jamuka. Uh, he was his best friend and his bro- blood brother. And they were possibly busting homies because <laughs> it's said that they slept together and, uh, Borte was jealous of him. So that, all signs point to that's the homie that made him bust. Yeah. You know? So uh, Genghis, Genghis is an ally. <laughs> yeah. Genghis <laughs> left Jamuka though. Um, uh, and all the men that were, fo- so basically they're like going down this trail. There's this river bank and Jamuka goes left. And Genghis goes right. And Jamuka's like, no, come this way. And Genghis like doesn't even look at him. And all the men that were following Genghis and Jamuka followed Genghis. Of course. Yeah. It's Genghis. Like if a guy rips up his mother while he's being born and kills his fucking <laughs> I don't brother think he ripped over up his mother. <laughs> if he kills his brother for a fucking fish, are you gonna yeah. cross that guy? No, he's got he's got a, a, a fucking a legend around him for sure. Uh, he so okay, so he's out uh conquering, you know, at this point. Uh Genghis continued like near constant raiding and he was cool because he would utilize psychological warfare. There would be one village and surrounding villages. He would find the village that he wanted to make an example of (laughs) and he would mercilessly raid and go through and just to the point where anybody who heard about it was like, hey, when he comes through here, everybody just surrender. (laughs) And they would. They would just be like, you got it, man, whatever. He was oranges. He was so ruthless. If people wouldn't like, he would sometimes send an emissary and he like uh, was very serious about, you know, you never, like at the beginning of 300 where the Persian guy comes, yeah. he's like, you never kill a, a, an emissary or whatever. And uh, Leonidas kicks him down the well. Uh, Genghis <laughs> Khan would not have liked that because emissaries are like a sacred position. You don't kill them. Yeah. You let them get the message back. And even if you tell them, hey, when, you're, when your boss comes, we're going to fucking, you know, 
uh, rip his guts out and, and, you know, fuck his headless corpse. You can say all that, <laughs> but he's got to deliver that message back. Otherwise, yeah. that's fucking crossing a line that should not be crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Genghis had standards. Yes. So if he would send an emissary to a place and they would, like, kill the guy or they would uh, just say, no, fuck you, bring on the battle. He brought it. If they were near a river, they would reroute the river to eviscerate <laughs> a camp and literally take, like, a little village off the map. We're going to drown them. Yeah. It would reroute a river to where their village wouldn't exist anymore, even on a map. Like, it would just be, there's a river here now. He he did that a, a little, a, quite a lot. He would just... <laughs> He <laughs> changed the flow of a river through like Jesus. science or magic or whatever the fuck. No, it was probably just like a bunch of guys putting up dams. He used dead bodies to trip yeah. the water. He would make beaver dams out of corpses and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just awesome, awesome dudes rock kind of guy. Uh, so uh, he also, yeah, like I said, he employed overkill to intimidate the surrounding tribes and they would just totally lay down their arms. Uh, so he grew a massive following through coercion, violence and intimidation. Uh, again, he's like kind of like peacemaker. <laughs> those who joined were given safety in numbers and those who refused died horrific deaths. Um, so more about Jamuka, his, his homie, because he's still out there, right? His bottom. So <laughs> Genghis wanted to expand Why further. <laughs> <laughs> the, so Genghis wanted to expand further and that included going into Jamuka's territory uh, one of Genghis's men killed one of Jamuka's warriors and this really pissed off Jamuka and Genghis had a much larger camp but Jamuka did raid his camp and fucking whooped up on Genghis's camp Ooh. 70 chieftains from Genghis's camp were captured and tortured to death um, Genghis knew he had to improve his army because he was like, they, they we had numbers and we still didn't beat him. Uh, so he Fucking would crazy X's. Yeah. He, he put energy into, yeah. Never underestimate the power of a scorned, uh, jilted lover. Um, <laughs> he decided he was like, yo, we got to be more disciplined and mobile. And eventually he got him up to the point where his men could travel like 70 miles a day and do it like quietly. Cause normally if you're moving big numbers like that, it sounds um, like, um, like yeah. in Lord of the Rings when, uh, they're like the what's his name Legolas is like feeling the ground for the rumbling and he's like they're three days away. <laughs> like you could, even if you're not an elf, you can you kind of like track people like that. Uh, so Genghis always also rode out in front. He never mm-hmm. led from the rear, dude. Contrary to his relationship with Jemka, uh, <laughs> he would lead charges just at the tip of the spear, just a fucking like a like a real general, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, the so. While he's out raiding and stuff and thinking about how he's going to get back at Jamuka, the Chinese Qin Empire offered Genghis a campaign to destroy the Tartars, which Genghis was like, yeah. I'm doing this for free. (laughs) This one's on the fucking house, dude. Um, And it's interesting when that happened because the Chinese were over the Great Wall. They built the wall to keep out the barbarians like Genghis. Yeah. They were like to the southeast, I think, uh, if I like was looking at the map right earlier today. Um, so he was like, yeah, maybe this will open up some sort of trade relations or stuff too. Um, and we'll get to how that worked out. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he did completely wipe out the Tartars, just, just with extreme prejudice. Uh, when returning from that campaign, which lasted, I think, a couple of years, uh, the Mongols were attacked by Jamuka's forces. He was like waiting for them, like tired and battle. I knew you'd be back, bitch. Yeah, just battle. Yeah, exactly. 
get you, you when you miss this ass. It's gonna kiss you, kick, kiss you. You're gonna kick you when you're down. It's <laughs> gonna totally kick you when you're down. You got you know head hanging low, coming back for battle. But three battles were waged, and Jamuka's forces were completely wiped out. Uh, Genghis would do this cool thing, uh, like a like a false retreat. Mm-hmm. You know the you know the scene in Return of the Jedi where Han Solo taps the stormtrooper on the shoulder, yeah, and then runs away, and the stormtrooper chases him, and mm-hmm. then he. He runs right into like 50 rebels. Yeah. That's what Genghis would do. He would like retreat and then they'd come around like a little cliffside or like a little, like a little uh, outcropping. Just some opening or some, whatever. Some like rocks and you'd go around them and there'd be like 500 Mongols waiting for him. They'd be like, ah, gotcha, bitch. Uh, so it just Dig your grave. smart move, smart moves. Lots of pincer movements and stuff. They were, they were really good at like tactics, you know. Uh, Jamuka actually escaped and joined the Nymans. So I know there's a lot of this. This is like Star Wars with all the different like tribes of people. <laughs> uh, Genghis wiped out the Nymans and Jamuka again escaped to hide with mountain dwellers. But the mountain dwellers knew who Jamuka was, knew who Genghis was, and immediately <laughs> ratted him out out of fear of the Mongols. We don't want in this love triangle. <laughs> but what's hilarious is Genghis was so disgusted at them being rats that he had the mountain dwellers slaughtered and tortured to death because he, <laughs> he didn't like rats, dude. He's like, you're going to die on my friend. Even if we're enemies, fuck you. <laughs> that's that's uh, stitches get stitches. That's, right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. Yeah. Genghis then offered Jamuka a pardon, but Jamuka refused, and he requested death. Now, this is like the scene in the movie wow. that would be like really hammering home. This is like the final nail of who Genghis is as a character if you're doing the movie of this. And uh, so Genghis said, okay, and he had him suffocated to death inside of a carpet. <laughs> Genghis turned away. <laughs> Genghis turned away and was unable to watch this. But with that, he now had a control over Central and part of Eastern Asia. All of Central Asia. All of East, so parts of Eastern Asia. So then he wanted to conquer further east. He continued, every, you know, just, just running a train through every tribe, expanding his empire every step of the way. In 1206, so happy are his followers that they crown him the Khan. You know, that's where he gets his name. Genghis <laughs> becomes a supreme leader or Khan. So he's Genghis supreme leader. But at this time, he's also plagued by dreams of conquests that he just can't get out of his mind. <laughs> and he's got this like hunger. He's like, I need more land. Yeah. I need more people under my like control. And he wanted the lands beyond the Great Wall. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he couldn't, it was just like his. Just like Alexander. It was his white whale, dude. Yeah. He just wanted th- that next, that next, mm-hmm. that next fixed. He's an addict. Yeah. <laughs> so Khan held a summit with his generals and his chieftains, the tribal leaders, and they planned a campaign further into the south. They were really putting their putting their noggins, putting their noodles to this one. Um, Ahasia, kingdom of the Tanguts, lay between Mongolia and China, and a trade route to central Hasia in the west uh, it was kind of what he was after there. Mm-hmm. So within two years, Hasia was completely under his control. More trade routes opened up. He was, you know, that thing that was fucking humming like a Swiss watch, dude. <laughs> uh, uh, now, Khan, having had previous dealings with the Chin, as I said before, when they hired him to take out the Tartars, he was like, yo, I'll send an emissary and see what's up, see if we can make a deal. You know, they, they just might want to join us mm-hmm. because we got numbers and we don't want to kill him. We don't have to. You know, he did value peace, even though, you know, at all costs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, but the Chin killed all of the emissaries, and that enraged Genghis. He went in his tent and, like, punch-danced it out for three days. He <laughs> didn't eat a morsel. And he came out claiming that the heavens told him that the time for vengeance was now. 
<laughs> he rode with 40,000 warriors and attacked the wall, annihilating the enemy camps, just laid siege to it and just went through and just fucking wrecked their, their shit. <laughs> Within two years, though, that's how long it took. He reached the capital and encircled the city, laying siege for another year and uh, finally took it, completing his campaign. Fuck. So he now had, he was into China at that point and the capital. Well enough is not like good enough for this dude. No, because guess what? Next, there's more directions on this compass. He wants west now. <laughs> he set his sights on Europe, the Islamic Empire of Khorasan. I think that's how you say that. It's spelled very oddly. Coruscant. But, uh, Coruscant. Uh, Coruscant. We need to go to Coruscant. Uh, Genghis only wanted, <laughs> but he only wanted peace with them because he was like, again, years and years of this fighting. He's like, again, let's try peace first. He wanted, he, and they had an uneasy alliance at first based on trade. Um, but at one point, some traders came or maybe they were emissaries, but there was a governor of one of those places and he killed Genghis's men. I feel like Genghis is the guy who's like, come on, I want peace. Bring it to me, Donovan. And then he's like, oh, you did what? Well, like if, you, <laughs> if you fucking cross him. He's waiting for you to cross right. him. He wants you to cross well, uh, him. Part of him, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, so he sent another group of emissaries, this time directly to the Shah, but they were also killed. So Genghis took 200,000 men and devastated the Khorasan over the next few years with a scorched earth campaign. He raised cities and commanded that every living thing, men, women, children, pets, lizards, fucking everything in that place, he was like, you, you see it? It's moving, it's living, it, you kill it. Every amoeba needs to be wiped out of this motherfucking place. I'm sick of it. I head up to here with, em with dead emissaries, you know? So, yeah. Uh, he would. That's when he would take the women and children and put them out in front and go to the next city and use them as meat shields. <laughs> Um, he, again, that's also when he would divert rivers and wipe entire cities off the map. He was ruthless, dude. Uh, he now controlled everything from the Yellow Sea all the way to the east into the Caps Caspian Sea uh, all the way to the west. Uh, now we come to the sad part of the story, which is Khan's end. Oh, no. Do you want to guess how he died? Like some kind of... You're on the right track. Oh, no. Is it sad? Like, not a warrior's death? It's not, it's not necessarily a warrior's death. Oh. The boy got sick as fuck. He was on his way to quell a Tangut uprising, and he fell off his horse. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. A dude who literally shoots fucking arrows yeah. with no saddle on a horse? Yeah. He uh, he, he bled out. He, internal bleeding <laughs> took him out. Yep. Uh, his conquest provided an uninterrupted flow of trade, ideas, and culture from the Eastern and Western worlds, though. So he left behind a legacy. His son took over. Um, and there's a lot to be said about the violence, the horrific, you know, rape and pillaging and all that stuff. But there My are God. a lot of, like, positives that they ended up with because of Genghis Khan. I mean, yeah, centralized, like, yes. control and shit, but... He was known as a statesman who, again, mm -hmm. understood the value of peace at any cost. Um, <laughs> although he was violent and savage, his invasions brought unity and ended war between small tribes. He outlawed blood feuds and forbade adultery, which is pretty ironic. Um, <laughs> he forbade theft and other Don't crimes. Don't fuck this horse, it's mine! <laughs> <laughs> he, he said no more uh, theft and uh, crimes like bearing false witness... That's, you know, none of that. No, no. He enforced the law of respect of the environment and natural resources. So he was he green. He started recycling? He was green. He started recycling. His soldiers were taught to be noble, obedient, and unified. Um, so he had cops that didn't act like cops. Um, <laughs> he outlawed nepotism and, ending, and ended promotions based on heredity. So it was like merit-based advancement. But which is weird because he left his son in charge. But I guess that's because he was like the king. But did he really leader. have a choice? I guess. I don't know. Yeah. 
Um, but he also allowed a diversity of religion. He didn't say one religion. It was like everybody can worship who they want. You know, I mean, just at that point, you think cool to each you're other. God. So who gives a fuck yeah. like who they're praying to? Because you assume it's just to you. Because they're if, like, and if you wanted to send leaflets to people, you could about your religion. Because he did create an early formal of uh, form of a postal service. <laughs> They, they were tra- he was the first mailman. <laughs> on the trade routes, he had like effectively mailmen taking like letters and packages and stuff between cities. And you, can, you, could, you could write, I wanted to go to this place, and they would take it there. Um, one of the more interesting stories that kind of got me on this tip with Genghis Khan was there was a guy, I thought his name was Jebe or Hebe, but that would be if he was like Spanish, I guess. I guess it's pronounced Zev Noyan. He was an archer, an enemy archer. And in, in a battle, he wounded Genghis in the neck. Oh, and Genghis was like, like peacemaker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He, so he, Genghis was like, okay, fun's fun, but who was it? You know, and he, and it's funny Good shot, guy. he had the arrow removed and then he said, who shot my horse in the neck? Cause he didn't want to like admit to like getting shot. And, uh, uh, Zev was like, that was me, dude. I did that. And you can kill me or. I'll work for you. And Khan mm. was like, yeah, man, that sounds good. So he offered him a position in his army and Zev became one of his most trusted generals and tacticians. Nice. So that's what I had on Genghis Khan. That's like, he was a great man and he died like the worst way great men do. That's like the equivalent of dying on the toilet, falling off your fucking horse. Like Elvis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Elvis stole a lot of stuff too, <laughs> but from black people, you know? Um, now that's not the end of the story of Genghis Khan. We've got a little more to talk about, boys. There's more? See, his legacy endured, but not in the ways you would really want it to. <laughs> I've got a little uh, something we can listen we, to. We got some music? Uh, not necessarily music, but they made a motion picture about Genghis Khan. And, uh, well... I saw Mulan. It was, an, it was an interesting person they chose to play him. You return empty-handed from the chase, my son? Not so. Fine. <laughs> I bigger game, Hudlin. <laughs> How many markets did you observe? 30? <laughs> no more. We'll take twice that number. Call Bagurchi and survive. <laughs> Small caravan was one flight of arrows. No man bends his bow until so ordered. I want target tied. This is ridiculous. Target tied? We attack the market chief himself? This troubles you? <laughs> the markets are numerous and close. The Tartars are yet more numerous, and the woman I take from the Merkitt's chief is a Tartar woman. <laughs> She's a Tartar woman, Pilgrim. This campaign will be more grief than spoils. That's pretty telling of what actually happened in reality. Now, that movie was produced by Howard Hughes. It was shot in Utah, and it was down... The place that they shot it was downwind... From a nuclear testing facility <laughs> or a nuclear testing range where they tested nukes. Oh, I heard about this. You've story. heard about this. I heard about this story. Yes. So everyone got cancer from, got this, cancer from this shit. <laughs> every, pretty much every single person. So Howard Hughes killed John Wayne. Yep. Uh, D- Wayne had lung cancer, arguably from smoking, but uh, lived through it. And then he later died of, I think, stomach cancer. Um, director Powell died of cancer in January 63, seven years after the film's release. Uh, somebody involved named Armand, uh, Armand I think he played the, like the, a second banana mm-hmm. to Wayne uh, was diagnosed with kidney cancer and killed himself in June 1963. That's a 
that's like a stuntman death. When, yeah. when you know, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna let cancer take me. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take out my damn self. That's <laughs> after he learned his his conditions became terminal. Wayne. Uh, Hayward and Moorhead all died of cancer in, in the 70s. Hoyt died of lung cancer in 91. Even one of John Wade's kids who uh, like visited him on oh, set no. ended up with like tumors and stuff and they had to have it uh, removed. So, yeah, let's see. Uh, of the 220 film crew members, 91 comprising of 41.36 of the crew. Now, keep in mind, they were not counting the Native Americans that they hired as extras. Oh, wow. So it's a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, they developed cancer during their lifetime. All 46 died from it. 46 of them died from it. That's 20.91%. Again, not counting the Native Americans. Yeah. While this was learned, many suspected that filming in Utah was and surrounding locations near nuclear test sites was to blame. Although the number of cancer cases among the cast and crew is in line with the average for adults in the U.S. at the time, the perception of a link between the film's location and subsequent illness remains, not least because many of those involved in the film developed cancer at a younger than age than average. They also took uh, Geiger counters out there, and they were just fucking wild Off the out. charts. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, parts of the film were shot in Utah locations such as Snow Canyon, Warner Valley, Pine Valley, Leeds, and Harrisburg. The exterior scenes were shot near St. George, Utah, which is 137 miles downwind from the United States government's Nevada National Security Site, and received the brunt of nuclear fallout from testing active in this period. In 1953, 11 above-ground nuclear weapons tests occurred on that site as part of Operation Upshot Not Whole, which is sounds like what uh, Genghis and his homie yeah. got up to. <laughs> got him an upshot not whole. The cast and crew spent many difficult weeks at the site, and producer Howard Hughes, Howard Hughes later shipped, this is the beautiful part, 60 tons of dirt from the site Back to Hollywood, irradiated dirt. What the? In fuck? order to match the Utah terrain and lend realism dirt. during studio reshoots. Oh my god! The filmmakers knew about the nuclear tests, but the federal government had assured the residents that the test posed no hazard for public health. It's, like, it's fine. It's not green. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yeah, Michael Wayne developed skin cancer. His brother Pat- Patrick had a benign tumor removed from his breast. And Howard's son, Tim Baker, had a benign tumor removed from his mouth. Reportedly, oh, Hughes felt guilty about his decisions regarding the film's production, particularly over the decision to film at a hazardous site. He bought every print of the film for $12 million and kept it out of circulation for many years until Universal Pictures purchased the film from his estate in 1979. How about paying the medical bills? Yeah. He's just trying to save his ego, you know, his reputation. What a fucking asshole. (laughs) You know, or at least count the Indians, you know? Yeah. The Conqueror, along with. Sell the film and give the money to them. The Conqueror, along with Ice Station Zebra, don't know what that is, is said to be one of the films he's watched endlessly during his last years. Weird. He would just continue to watch The Conqueror. Uh, Dr. Robert Pendleton, a professor of biology at the University of Utah, is reported to have stated in 1980, quote, with these numbers, this case could qualify as an epidemic. The connection between fallout radiation and cancer is in, in individual cases has been practically impossible to prove conclusively. But in a group this size, you'd expect only 30-some cancers to develop. With 91 cancer cases, I think the tie-in to the exposure of the set of the conqueror would hold up in a court of law. Several cast and crew members, as well as relatives of those who died, cons- uh, considered suing the government for negligence, claiming it knew more about the hazards in, uh, in the area than le- it let on. Since the primary and cast crew, uh, since the primary cast and crew numbered about 220, and a considerable number of cancer cases would be expected, controversy exists as whether the actual results are attributable to radiation at the nuclear weapons test site. I mean, come on. Statistically, the odds of developing cancer for men in the U.S. population are 43%, and the odds of dying of cancer are for 23. 
uh, very near what was found in the film crew. The statistic does not include Native American uh, pote extras in the film. It was also like, not you know, not for nothing, but mm-hmm. uh, the the film was panned. It was horrific. It's it's crazy <laughs> because John Wayne wanted the role so bad he lobbied for it. He's like, this is going to be I'm my Genghis Khan. This Bill is going to get me out of being typecast as the cowboy <laughs> because like there's a famous like quote. I don't know if it's a famous quote, but there's a quote I heard from um, from Carson. No, not Carson from Cavett, Dick Cavett, who said who was friends with John Wayne. And he said, you know, he would he would be humming something from a musical or something like that. And John Wayne would be like, oh, that was a good play. Mm-hmm. And he he would you forget that certain actors are actors because yeah. they just they live in it, their roles. It's yeah, it's like you think about imagine like Bruce Willis being in a drama class. You're like that doesn't happen, <laughs> you know. The man does not take a drum, but he mm-hmm. did. You know, he was he to be an actor or whatever, not necessarily class, but he you know came up as an actor does. Um, so you know Wayne wanted to be more of a, like a three dimensional character, not just play you know war heroes, yeah. or, uh, you know cowboys, sheriffs, yeah knockoffs of Dirty Harry, mm-hmm. movies like that. Um, yeah, but uh, in, in Wayne's last film, The Shootist, there's a really poignant scene where Jimmy Stewart's giving him his diagnosis of cancer, the character, mm-hmm. is got cancer, and it's re- and Wayne said, he's like, I wanted the dialogue to be sharper when he tells me what I'm going to go through. And people, he had been clear of lung cancer at that point, but he was also getting really sick and they kind of knew what it was, but they didn't really know. And I'm sure yeah. in his head, he was like, this is probably more cancer coming back. Mm-hmm. I would be definitely afraid of that if I were him. Of course, getting cancer once. Yeah, you're going to think every time you get really sick. And they like he was in the hospital so much, they almost considered like scrapping the movie. Damn. And um, and he died later on, I think, of stomach cancer. But allegedly at the time of the shoot, he did not have cancer, contrary to the popular belief. that. But still, he thought he did. Mm-hmm. That's what the important thing is. It's yeah. not about whether or not he legitimately had it. It's about where his headspace was, which made him deliver one of the best performances he's ever done, which isn't saying a lot because as much as I love John Wayne and John Wayne movies, I mean, well, I say I love John Wayne, but I love John Wayne movies. Yeah. <laughs> the man that was complicated and had some troublesome views on different races and uh, politics, but doesn't matter because he was an interesting actor to watch. Yeah. You separate the artist from the art. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, so that's uh that's the conqueror boys and that's Genghis Khan. Um cursed maybe? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. seriously. Yeah. Bro, I, it's funny cuz when you was going through all that I was reading upon it too. Uh-huh. Um and um and remember I told you before I've been it's weird. I've been looking at looking up videos on celebrity grave sites. Oh yeah. So that's uh how does uh, that come up? <laughs> Yeah, how'd you get started on that? (laughs) To be honest with you, I have no fucking idea. Was it a TikTok thing? No, it wasn't. It usually sometimes it does. Usually my YouTube searches come from uh, a TikTok search, Uh, and um, it just came up on my recommended uh, recommended videos. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, you know what? Let's let's see where Charlie Chaplin was buried. Yeah, let's let's find out where. And then that's that's why I found out about the Howard uh, Hughes. Howard Hughes, yeah. Yeah. So so I was like, oh shit, damn, that's crazy. And then and then. When you said that, I was like, oh, shit, that name sounds familiar. So that, yeah, that's crazy. Um, but it's, it's actually pretty interesting. Pretty interesting when you see, when you see some of these people that, uh, where they were buried in um, the, the, the different grave sites. What's the most interesting one you found so far, you think? Um, the most interesting one is um, Marilyn, Man- Marilyn Monroe. 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 <laughs> Manson, Manson. 
Um, uh, her gravesite is funny because oh, I've heard about a, this. There's a guy <laughs> that's above her, and he and he's, he's, he's buried, facing he's down, facing down, like he's looking down. <laughs> he paid. He paid the yeah. He paid for the one above her, and then said, "I want to be buried face down, face so it's like forever." I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm lying with Monroe. Yeah. Right <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, I, oh thought that was, I thought that was pretty interesting, and then I saw like I how much some... do you have to pay for that request, and who would allow well, that? He, he was, a, I guess, he was some type of celebrity. I think they advertised it too. Yeah, very morbidly. The, the who wants the, to be no. buried above Monroe? Yeah, they like say that was like a premium position. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt bad for Joe DiMaggio because Joe DiMaggio was was uh, was her was her husband at yeah. one point, and he would go like every week religiously before he died. Um, visit her and, and visit her and give her flowers yeah. and send flowers and shit and just know that like, I forgive you her. I yeah. forgive you for fucking JFK yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just it's just weird and then I saw one also that someone got buried with his car in his car I've heard about that one. Oh, yeah. I can't remember I, I, I don't know who, who it was. I forgot who it was wasn't but. there a kid that died and he, his request was that he be like sat up holding his PS4 controller with <laughs> oh, the shades God. on I, I think I don't know if that. that's real or not. I never heard of that, but that, that sounds that like sounds it, pretty cool. That's pretty funny. That's like, totally real. He just he's like I just want to be like how I was in life. I just died chilling. doing what I love. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just <laughs> but like on display. But hey, I recommend you guys check it out though. It's 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 pretty cool. How would you guys want to be buried? Cremated. I don't. I don't. He cremated. Yeah. Cremated. Why? I don't want to be buried. Bro, I'm not. I don't want to be uh, warm food. My grandfather was <laughs> deathly afraid of being cremated, even obviously after he was dead, because mm-hmm. he, when he was in Korea, he saw a lot of guys get got with a flamethrower. Oh, and yeah. that scarred him. That for would life. put the fear of fire into. Yeah, him. he didn't. And the other thing too, he never worked the flamethrower. He just he was on the mortar squad. He just saw it. He saw it. Yeah, and he would like see the the famous. He didn't like to tell this, but I heard it when he was you know close to the end. He was kind of like going through his stories and almost like a, as a confession on like leaving the stories behind. Uh, he was on the mortared squad and he would look through the binoculars, sight down range, find out what, what the coordinates were, tell it to the guy, the guy would thump and he'd shoot. And his CO always told him never look in the binoculars again after we shoot. Seriously. Don't do it. And he did it once. Oh. And he said what he saw Stayed with him until the very How end. How do you sleep at night after that? Yeah, you just see people's bodies just burning, burning and it's like and with burning well, alive, screaming. And with white phosphorus, it doesn't stop burning. Nothing oh. you can do stops it. It just it burns through everything down to your bones. So it, it was. It's really brutal. I, th- I don't know if it's outlawed yet. As like a it's war gotta crime, be. it should be uh, like chemical warfare or yeah, whatever. It's really bad, but um, he, I believe, right after that, he requested to be off of the mortar squad, and he went. And, uh, he became a field medic. Which was equally horrific. He had like people yeah, dying in his arms. Yeah, because then stuff. you're dealing with the people who people like get the horrific screaming shit. for their mothers and stuff at the, at the very. It's just really tough stuff to deal with. But you know, I'm proud of him for like I don't want to be on the mortar squad anymore. Anyway, yeah. all this and when he was a young child, he was like you know four or five, just walking, toddling around. You mm-hmm. know, uh, his mother was boiling a pot of water on the stove, and he reached up and pulled it down on himself. Oh, and he, for the, I, even when I saw him as an old man, he had scarring still all over his chest and back. Oh. Yeah, I mean that, that shit sticks with you. Oof, yeah. yeah, no that's, way. That's that's degree burns right there. He also, he also accidentally set uh, his family's farm on fire. My God! <laughs> they lived in upstate New York. His parents immigrated from uh, I think Austria, and they saved up enough money to get like a piece of property. And they had a barn out there where they ran like a bar room mm-hmm. and uh, like a speakeasy, kind of. But I think I don't, what? 
speakeasy. It's during prohibition. You'd have like a, an under quote underground bar, like oh, where it's okay. like you, you didn't yeah. have any permits or anything. You yeah, just were selling booze. Selling, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think it was a speakeasy. I think it was like a, just, not just a, just like they a owned little a bar. fun back. It was like the, the up upstate New York, like, like country folk and different immigrants and stuff from that time. Yeah. And there was a beam up there and I saw the beam too, when I went up and visited and he, when he was a young boy, he would just lay down on that beam and watch the people dancing from the top, and they would look up and see him and wave and stuff. And he, I just always like that image, you know, of him, you know. But then he had like a little, I think he was making like a treehouse, and he lit a piece of the grass on, like a patch of grass on fire, and it just spread. How do you do that? Jeez, man, you're, you're I'm sorry, but your grandfather did not. Fire was not was not no right. yeah that's like Genghis Khan omen level shit, shit yeah like with, but with fire it burnt down burnt down their whole like field yeah. damn yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was old upstate New York Carl that was, <laughs> yeah. but yeah dude he was uh he was an infantryman in uh, in Korea it sucked the way he got drafted though uh, he was married to a woman who had started cheating on him and had an affair with a guy who worked on the draft board. Oh no! And the guy like was like, "Oh, he, oh, look who's next up to be drafted!" No! Yeah, yeah. And what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. but, hey, he fucking served his country. He went uh, oh, under false pretenses. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. But just, just for the, just for that the, dude's the, like, the, "I'm gonna fucking guy. kill this guy Pretty while much. I'm fucking his wife." But yeah. Hey, jokes on him because he did not. And here's another fucking crazy Carl story. <laughs> <laughs> this is also true. He was on the mortar squad, but the 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 Chinese also had mortars. You know, yeah, he was in the trenches or wherever the fuck during a battle. Yeah, he said a mortar shell landed next to him, and he closed his eyes. He's like, "This is it. I'm dead." And he heard it go, Boop. it popped open. It was a dud. My God, that's oh, almost shit. like Tony Stark shit too. It's in the Pacific that happens too. They they have uh, mortars that got wet, yeah. and if they get wet, they become duds, and they should try to shoot them, but they don't go off. And yeah, exactly. It's like Tony Stark. Yeah. It's like you have the you have a dud. It's truly that happened to him. He told that story. He's like, I wouldn't be here today. My like God. I wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be in this garage. Much to uh, Drew's chagrin. Uh, <laughs> God forbid I get some microphones and hang out with my homies. <laughs> I'm not even trying that to get you guys insane. to make me bust. Insane. How? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had some brushes, dude. He had some brushes with death. My God. Yeah. Well, so what would you you rather be buried? I don't know. Like, I think about death a lot, but I never, like, want to think about it. Like, Why? Just because. Just you sit there and like, yeah, I'm going to die one day. I know. It's just, like, kind of like the mystery of death. Like, just the thought of, like, you know, what there being, happens. like, no more consciousness. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't wrap my head around that. And it's it freaks just me like, out. I don't like yeah. it. I don't like it. See, I'm different. It don't really freak me out. You're it makes peace me, with it? Yeah. Because I, I told Kyle this. At one point, I was on the verge of death already. Yeah, so that's was, true. So, so it's like I got all that fear out of my system while I was in the, the damn hospital bed. Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, okay, if I go, I fucking go. Yeah, yeah. but I already like in my I, I, like once I had to make myself a will. You had your deathbed moment. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah I, that I gets like, real. Okay, yeah, that's when I was like, all right, yeah, this shit could really turn turn left on my ass. Damn. So that's when I was like, you know what? I'd rather be cremated, bro. Yeah. I'd rather be cremated. Um, I have, I would like, a, I would like a plot, but I want to be carried around. Place somewhere. for the family to visit. Yeah, and, just yeah. just someone so they could come in. Yeah. Do you want to be held on to, or you want to be spread out? Um. Because you could end up like landing on like a 
pile of turtle shit or something. Yeah. If you get spread out on the beach, you know? no, That's what my you, dad wants. He I, wants me like spread out. You want to be out. on turtle shit? No, he, he wants me spread out in like the ocean. Yeah. I want someone, I want them to um, plant me, plant a tree. That's cool. Plant a tree. Because then you like become a tree. Yeah. And then you're yeah, like, I'm you're like, Donovan the tree. Yes, I'm immortal, bro. What you yeah. mean? <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I would, I would, like, I would like that. That would be pretty pretty. pretty you're like that character in Fallout 3 who gets <laughs> irradiated and becomes a tree and there's a bunch of people that worship him and he's like just please kill me <laughs> he's like these idiots are worshiping me I don't want this I keep trying to get them to kill me but they say it's I'm just a rooted. test <laughs> yeah. I think his name's Harold <laughs> he's like please kill me it's a quest you go underground and stab him in the heart or you keep him alive forever or you just um, I don't know there's a third option are there any like big repercussions from keeping him alive? If you like, does he finally like grow out and like no, come for you? He comes to <laughs> no, he comes to peace with it. He's like bummed out, but then everybody in the camp is happy and stoked on you. Um, if you kill him, they try to kill you on sight, and you have to wipe them all out. And then he asks, "Oh, that's the other thing. If you don't do either of them, he says like, if you want to, you just wipe all these guys out and just like." <laughs> You have, I want to see these fucks die. And then he's like, he's like, if you have a flamethrower, that'll work too. No, he says, please just shoot me. No, or, no, that's what it is. It's don't shoot me. You have to go down underground and stab me in the heart. There's a heart underneath of the underneath the ground. And how cave. would you know that? Like how he, you don't know your biology because he's been there for like hundreds of years, just growing. And he knows he can feel where all his organs are. I guess. Can you feel your organs right now? No, but dude, he's a sci-fi tree in a weird. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, it's, a, it's, game. A, it's, a, it's a, who fucking cares? So, so he's like, please just go down and do it that way. That's what it is. Ch choice A is letting him live forever. He comes to peace with it. Choice B is going down and giving him the the thing in the heart that'll kill him peacefully. And he's happy and dies happy and they hate you and try to kill you. Option three is the only way to kill him is not with bullets, but with a flamethrower. And he like <laughs> screams like, why would you do it this way? <laughs> that sounds like a family guy bit. Yeah. He's like, why the fuck? And you, and you lose a tremendous amount of karma if you do that. That's like the good and bad system in the game. Yeah. You know, that, I, I, I'm sorry. I thought about it. Fuck it. I want to be like, you know, you saw how, how high. Yeah. I want to be like that. I want to be like the the roster man mm. when uh, uh he 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 burns to death and he uses ashes to plant a plant a, a reefer tree uh. and then I'm your spirit. I'm helping you out with all this type of shit. Yeah, basically you just re whole re uh, recreation. So you basically want someone to smoke your ashes. Smoke no, 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 no. You're putting, um, you're putting it into a, a weed tree. I know, but I'm plant. saying your DNA will be in the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what freaks me out more than being worm food and being buried is the embalmment process and the yeah. embalming process. That freaks me out worse than anything else. Is somebody like digging my organs out, putting Ugh. fake plastic eyes in my, in my eye sockets, like all that shit. And listen, I'm- Why would they open your eyes? Well- no, they, they would they, if they come open or whatever. Right? It's a, like if you're an organ donor. Yeah, they anything, they give your they, eyes. They yeah, give your eyes up. Like ah! I'm, I'm an organ donor, so if God forbid anything ever happened to me, no, you want to help people out, dude. No, no, there's no. some there's people some kid that needs aiming for you to die. They're no. waiting to get you. Yes, bro. They're not. They're not aiming to get me. <laughs> if you go into a hospital, you're not coming out. <laughs> like they're they're like, oh, he's got a good if, liver. If you have if you have like a like a. a 30% chance of living, they're not going to... They're like, oh, no, he's coding. He's, 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 oh. <laughs> Someone be, call the surgeon. They're going to be like, oh, he's an organ donor? Shh, shh, shh. 
Just keep the good parts. Yeah, Just keep exactly. the good parts. This is going to, when I was, when, when we had those old uh, Mercedes that ran on vegetable oil, we would keep one like junky shitty one with a decent engine, but like a horrible outside. We called it a parts car. Mm-hmm. And so I would turn you're into a walking a, parts. I would, car. I, would yeah. I would be a parts guy. Yeah. Yep. I'd be a parts person. Yep. I'm good with that. If you're an organ donor, you are a walking parts car. <laughs> yeah. My, my stepdad is, he's a big conspiracy guy. So it was like when, when, uh, when uh, I went to go get my license and he was, he's, they said, they asked me if I want to be an organ donor. I, I thought about it. I was like, you know, why not? He's like, Donovan, don't do that. Don't do that because you do that, they're going to come and kill you off. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you're right. You're right. That's a good step, Dad. <laughs> I, I, I just hope that if I do get taken out, it's by like, it, it's everything in my, it, all my organs are unusable except for my dick. Because ain't nobody going to want this dick, dude. <laughs> They'd be like, if that's the only piece we can salvage, let's save him. Let's try, let's try to get him back up and running again. You know, that's a trash penis. <laughs> oh man, that's some good shit. Good shit, <laughs> fucking. But yeah, you guys should check it out. Uh, you learn a lot of shit. There's a there's a lot of fucking information. Like I did not know that Disney World because there's a there's an episode. Um, that's strictly to this Disney. Um, the actors, the people that played Donald Duck, Daffy Duck. Yeah. Donald Duck. Daffy Duck is Looney Tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Donald Duck. <laughs> uh, Goofy and all of them. Like, I didn't know that Walt Disney played Mickey and Minnie at one point. What? I did not know In that. the OG, like, when yeah, they oh just yeah, when started they getting sound. Weird. He's yeah. like, I'm not going to pay a voice actor. Like, I yeah. can do yeah. this. Yeah. He was I, cheap, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, did, I did not know that. And then, like, like there was uh, the... Um, Daffy, Donald, fucking a, one of the ducks. <laughs> You're going Daffy. <laughs> uh, Donald, Donald's uh, the 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 wife, uh, Daisy. Daisy Duck. Yeah, them two were actually married in real life. In real life, uh, like, I didn't know that. And like, that's hot dude. Yeah. Or if fly. they did the voices while they were fucking. <laughs> oh, man. You gotta think at one point uh, they did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I guess they got they got their, their plotter next to each other's and like. On their their uh the grave site on the on their plaque it says it has both of them on there. They fucked like ducks. <laughs> I, you ever thought about how like how sex was back in the day? We talked about that a little bit when we were talking about Franklin Ben Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we just talked about how guys kept it up back in the yeah. day. Well, we were talking about how much it stunk though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like I mean like 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 you see, is it like soft porn? Nowadays, when you watch a soft porn, I think like, people got into some freak shit. I think yeah. it was either like super like aggressive and like borderline abusive, yeah. or like that's what I very missionary. <laughs> it would be you know anytime where women had less power and less say, mm-hmm. it was borderline rape every time. Yeah. So, so you thinking they was getting um, back shots and everything? Oh and yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> whenever condoms came out, stealthing was going on. You know what I mean? Like there was. That stuff <laughs> It's sad. I mean, we laugh at it because it's, you know, we're not thinking of anybody in spe- any specific people, but like, it's like, yeah, it was probably, it's, you know, it, it was really fucking tough for women yeah. for a while there. If the, if the last duel is anything to be believed, you know, women can go their whole lives without ever having good sex. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's totally that. true yeah. nowadays. <laughs> oh, I was re- I saw on the news uh, today. This is so weird. This, this news article infected my dreams. What? <laughs> I read it. I read a news article that I just read the headline, and it was like Jeff Bezos to dismantle bridge to finish 
private yacht. And in my head, I thought that meant like he looked at a bridge and was like, I want those girders on my that's yacht. That's what I think too. And I, and I was, but that's not apparently not how it went. He just, he had it built in a place and it needs to leave the channel and go out and to get out, it needs to have a bridge taken down so we can get out. So, cause there's a sail on it, I guess. So he's like, this bridge right. is hindering yeah. my it's, yacht. It's in my way. Get rid of it. And a bunch of people are like going to throw eggs at his boat while it goes by <laughs> because they love the bridge and it's, they've tried to tear it down before and the people protest it and stuff. And it's this beautiful old bridge. And they say, it you know, reminds them of, you know, like a simpler time, whatever. I thought that I liked it better <laughs> that, and in my dream, I was like thinking like, I just remember having this thought in the dream when I was thinking and I was imagining the yacht and what it looked like. It had like pieces of a bridge stuck to it. He's like, I just really like the art, you know, the art deco look or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, how much more of a supervillain can you be? <laughs> like that would, If it was the way it was in my dream, that's something the penguin would do. Seriously, you know? that's like, totally like Lex Luthor shit. Yeah. Well, Lex Luthor would like build his own shit. I think the penguin would be like, he would more cobble it together with, <laughs> with, with buildings and shit like he that. He would just make it a giant duck. His stuff's more <laughs> ramshackle. Yeah, exactly. He would, <laughs> he would make it look like an animal with found pieces. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's his thing. Yeah. I mean, we technically do have supervillains right now, but we they're, they're shitty. They just haven't made their ransoms yet. <laughs> there's, uh, there's Elon Musk. I was going to say, that's number one on the list, bro. Um, there's Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg. Uh, so th this lady Zuckerberg's an AI. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's trying to kill what's all humanity. Yeah, what's the robot thing that tries to kill all humanity in the DC universe? Uh, Brainiac. Brainiac. Yeah, <laughs> the, the guy from Superman Red Sun Part Two. Yep. Or, uh, that guy. Fucking nerds! I never even heard of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'm trying to see. Oh yeah. If we got uh, if we want to talk about some World War Two shit. We got this. We can get like some we can get some geezer in here, some ninety year old man to sit in the hot garage until he dies of a stroke. Yeah. Shit! And he just sundowns and talks to us about all the the fucking Nazis he killed. That sounds like assisted like, suicide. Yeah, then I stuck him with my bayonet. <laughs> the the captain told me to take the two boys out back and to come back in five minutes. Now, where he told me to take them was about a 15 minute walk, so I knew what he meant. <laughs> so I took them back there and I said to him, now you're about to meet your maker. Anything in crowd you want to say? I'll try to understand you. And before they talked, I emptied the barrel of my Thompson into both their chests. Now, some people might say that's extreme, but I will say I had five minutes. Bear in mind. <laughs> So, uh, and I also wanted to get back in time because there was an, an Italian woman who I had been fucking <laughs> in my tank. So I needed to get back before, why? Well, but you know, before the new shipment of axle grease came in, because I'll be honest, those Italians they do like some freak shit, <laughs> and that axle grease come in handy. I got a picture of her right here, and he still has a picture. She's all covered in she's oil. Just, she's just covered in oil and shit. It's like, yeah, I don't remember her name, but goddamn, she didn't have the most tightest clench you'd ever feel. <laughs> She could bear down on the motherfucker until, like, something you wouldn't believe. Now, I fought many a battle, and I say every single one of them was to get back to that sweet, sweet box. I was never a pussy-eating man, but in it's 67 years of marriage, I've never once gone down on my wife. But goddammit, this Italian woman, I ate her out every single night like she was a goddamn... <laughs> like she was... A goddamn plate of bolognese. <laughs> she was a hard woman, but 
I'm a misser. <laughs> and then that's when he dies and you take the picture out of his wallet. <laughs> I'm like, I'm keeping this. <laughs> yeah, I want a geezer to tell us small stories like that, you know? We'd have to go to like the lowest, like shittiest retirement home to find the one guy no one wants to talk to, and he's the guy. What would be funny is to go to a retirement home dressed as like a Japanese soldier oh. and to just run through the hallways, you know? And oh just- my god! That's, oh, that's when the guy in the wheelchair like pulls out the fucking. Just, AK. You have he's you have your like short katana and you're like running around, you know. <laughs> Just, you know, yeah, that, that would be the way to do it. Just find, yeah, find one where they were all the, cause those guys were scarred the most. You yeah. know? <laughs> those guys are like, you know, <laughs> well, I had my leave in, in Australia where I met a few nice whores and, uh, <laughs> to tell you the truth, the fear that was struck into my heart during my campaign in the Pacific was enough to dislodge all the memories of those sweet Australian titties. Now, <laughs> The Australians do have some fatter and more supple uh, slappers that, than, than usual. And uh, uh, some, you know, would say that they are jumbo yum-yums. But I tell you, I can't remember a single a single teat. All I can remember is those boys running down the hill, coming at me, bayonet charge with unpinned grenades ch- taped to their chest. I'm out. Now what you do is you do sergeant tell you to go through and stick your bayonet in every corpse you saw on the beach because some of them would be faking it. But by God, if I was in goddamned, if one of them would flip over with an unpinned grenade ready to blow, and I lost a couple good boys that way. When I went on leave again, I hunted down a couple of the girls that he, they were sweet on, and you know I think I, if I remember correctly, which again I don't, but I'm pretty sure I had a gross Australian orgy. It was dirty and it was it was dark. There may have been a qual involved. I did smell eucalyptus, but I'll be honest, that's all I remember is a sense memory. They say scent is the strongest memory. And it's, it's and every time I smell eucalyptus and whether it be a cough drop or some sort of scented candle, uh, that takes me right back to the Pacific, that orgy and that dead Chinaman that I got unstuck in the in the neck with my bayonet before he got the chance to get the drop on me. I get a stiffy every time I go into Bath and Body. Every single time, goddammit. And I tell you, it's not because of those jumbo, fat Australian slappies. It's because of that man that I done stuck and penetrated with my bayonet. We got cleared out a whole cave of them boys. They come out one at a time. We bodied them up. 42, we counted at the end of the thing. Just chucked a, a frag grenade inside the cave, and we heard some more of them screaming. We never even got to count them. Time we got in there, we couldn't count... Which body part went with what number? So, I mean, I you know, you, it's a lucky thing I wasn't in the Air Force because I wouldn't know how many stickers to put on my cockpit. You sound like a, like a murderous Abraham Simpson. <laughs> I love killing. <laughs> the war was the best thing for me. The only thing I regret is that I couldn't fight in every war. I don't know. That's why I'm running out of steam on that one. <laughs> you went. You went for it. Yeah, you went for a little minute, fool. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, one one last order of business. Um, Haven, never leave that much cheese at my house ever again. (laughs) What happened? You left a, uh, for the The listener, you left a cheese dip at my house. It was delicious. Um, I had a bag of of Tostito chips, one to my left and right, and Mm -hmm. I went into a fugue state (laughs) and and just blacked out. And when I came to... 
it was just crumbs left, and and Caitlin could see me from the bedroom. <laughs> she was watching, and she was watching the whole thing. And like she was like, plan. and I told her what happened, and she was like laughing so hard because I was like, I just went into a fugue state, and I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> She's like, I was wondering why you're just standing and on top over the oven, just eating something. <laughs> And you wouldn't stop. Yeah. yeah I couldn't like, pull you away from it. It's like that family guy when he's like, why did you let me eat all those wings? Yeah. Why did you let me do this? Yeah, no, I felt like shit for like three days. It was delicious. Because that, that was a lot too. When I mean, I, when I I mean there's still some lot. left in there, but I won't touch I it because yeah, it's, say, it's past know, its prime now. I don't, but I don't yeah. Know if you do that, no, but it, it, a couple weeks ago, that shit was some oh, fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I had scoops on my right and I had restaurant style on my left. <laughs> Smart, and I was just going ham because I'm right-handed, and that's what you want the scoop mm, for. Yeah. Restaurant style has got a wide enough uh, got wide enough action to where you can get some play yeah. even with your offhand. It's like idiot-proof. Yeah. With the with the restaurant, I rather just dip. Yes, and not, no you skip, can't no scoop because they'll snap yeah. in yeah. half. I just dip and right. just get just, just get the flavor. Unless yeah. you got some salsa that's real watery, yeah. which in that case, you know, not, unless it's a green salsa, uh -huh. that's the only time I'm into some watery salsa because then it's hot. Yeah, it's called muy caliente. Yeah, you get the spice yeah. from the green. Yes, yes, indeed. So, um, <laughs> yeah, some funny shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I was just, I was just gone. I, I was on another plane of existence, and when I came to, I was filled to the fucking gills with bro, cheese. Bro, I already know you were shitty. Yeah, you were so shitty, bro. I oh my already god, you probably know couldn't it. shit for a week. For I was, <laughs> I was stopped up. Yeah, constipation, all types of laxatives, and it was bad because you put hamburger in it. I think hamburger, no, um, uh, pork sausage. Okay, even worse. So what happened was that, oh my god. that shit runs that runs through me like a fucking fountain god damn so i had i had conflicting like orders going through it was it was you know like it was like the air force and the navy both sending planes into nam and they, one one of them had one group and the other one had the same and we're like we don't know what to do here Bro, I thought I thought that was I thought that was hamburger meat. Like, Me too. Uh, no, uh, spicy uh, pork sausage. It was delicious. It was Thank great. I, I never tried that. I never had it like that. I just had I usually family have, recipe. I usually just have uh, just hamburger gave it up. meat. And, and, <laughs> yeah, you really did for the five people. Was it Rotel? Rot Wasn't it Rotel was in there too. No, no Rotel. No that shit. Was, that was just regular straight. That's uh, a that's a uh, white people sausage. staple. <laughs> 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 the cheesy dip? Is it just regular cheesy dip? No, it's not even regular cheese dip. I made I made the cheese dip myself. Out of what? What kind of cheese? Out of cheese. From under cheese? I'm not gonna tell you what kind of cheese. <laughs> you ever heard of from under cheese? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, were you making cheese? How you making cheese? Yeah. From yeah. under? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man. It's that goat cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I won't touch that shit. <laughs> What? What just happened? I don't know. I don't, he's, don't in, know. Like, he's in a fugue state now. Which is, yeah. Was I supposed to say something? Oh, you know what we were going to do? You know, you, know, you know what we were going to do? We're going to all name our least favorite races. I'll start. Number one, 